until the last part of today's program and I'd like to chat with Brian Offenther um, and normally we do that and we talk about the music scene uh, in Shanghai and um, even though Brian is Shanghai based right now he's in Singapore touring <laughs> how are you doing Brian good to speak to you I'm doing okay I'm having a great time in sunny Singapore where there's just so much going on I'm overwhelmed by the scene here in Singapore Excellent. So, what have we, we haven't spoken in about a, a month or two months? I think it is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Two months. What have you been up to? I hear you've been touring in Singapore and Bangkok. T- tell, tell us all all about the music you've discovered. Well, yeah, we we usually do just about once a month, but at the end of last month, it was my birthday and Halloween. It was too much stuff going on anyway. So, but uh, yeah, I since we last talked. In early October, I was in Bangkok doing some interesting gigs over there. Uh, then I did the Nanjing Punk Festival, so I went over to Nanjing. And now I'm in Singapore, and I got some other exciting things to announce. Usually asking me all about the exciting food, and I wish I had some really um, something really great to tell you about all these places. But it's been fairly standard fare here. Although since you got a camera here. Singapore, you know, is such an interesting combination of Chinese, South Asian, you know, Indian, and then Malay. Um, I've had a lot of great Malay food, lots of curry things, or I guess Indian as well, good stuff. But the, the deadly thing that's gotten me, I've had two of these now, look at this, salted caramel Hershey's bars. Wow, I've never seen a salted caramel Hershey's bar before. Uh, these uh, you should be happy because this is this is an addiction waiting to happen here they have these hershey white chocolate bars in caramel and cotton candy flavored too and it's it's a problem noreen it's it's a real issue here Uh, well i'll tell Uh, you what's a real issue here and and i'm gonna be dividing our listeners and i hope listeners don't take it the wrong way but if you google if you google hershey's chocolate i think it's the original flavor um, Hershey's chocolate vomit. If you Google that, it's a thing. It, it's a thing. There are many people who who think Hershey's chocolate uh, tastes a bit like vomit, and it's because uh, and and it just depends on how your palate is. I know we're not talking about music right now, but um, it, it's popular culture. Um, apparently, um, that there are threads and threads of this very topic on Reddit. Um, and I remember feeling like it because I'm not really a fan of Hershey's chocolate because because of said taste. Um, and I thought it was just me. And I've been discussing with various people. Um, and then one one of my uh, uh, colleagues was like, Google it. And it's a thing. Millions of people around the world think of that. But you either taste it or you don't. You either taste and it's because of the sour milk that they use in it. Mm-hmm. It's a process. And you either think it tastes really good or it doesn't taste as good. So it really depends on um, y- y- your taste buds, so w- which is great news for Hershey's, I suppose. Is that a milk chocolate thing or one of the regular things? Because I'm not a regular chocolate person, but white chocolate and caramel, that's what I'd go for. Uh, uh, yeah, good question. Yeah, maybe they're just referring to the milk chocolate variety. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not an expert. But for our listeners who are curious of, about some... I don't know, late night reading or, or something and want to, you know, read something to take their minds off something. Hershey's chocolate vomit. That's a thing. To... <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I'm interested to know more about the, uh, the, 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 the uh, punk festival. Where was it held again that you mentioned? 
Oh, yeah. Well, fantastic. So that was in Nanjing, you know, an ancient capital of, uh, of China as well. And it was a really interesting experience. Bands came from all over China. One thing that was really interesting is there's a great uh, China punk band called No Name, which has been around for 20 years. Used to be based in Beijing. Now they're based in Xi'an. They're led by this real colorful character whose name is Ray. And I did that punk festival with them, with the No Name. They were one of the headliners. And then we've crisscrossed and we've met again and we did a gig together here in Singapore. So that was really wonderful to meet up. Um, uh, there was, there was, it was over two days. I was only able to go to the second day there, it was, which was November uh, 12th. And it almost shut down because this was uh, right on the eve of the passing of Lee Kachang. Uh, Lee Kachang. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Who? And so authorities came to shut it down for a while, but they're able to talk them out of completely stopping the event. But it was an interesting get together of uh, China's punk community, which was which was which was a good time. Fantastic! Wow. And did you discover any music along the way? We've got about fifteen minutes left, and you sent over about five songs. We might not get through to all of that. Uh, <laughs> we might not get through all of those songs, which is fine. Um, no. I'd, we'd ra- I'd I'd rather speak with you, but I'm sure some of our listeners might want to hear a track or two. Um, let's go to a quick song. Um, what have you got for our listeners today? Well, none of those bands, I don't think, they're not necessarily lun- uh, brunch uh, bands and songs there, but the, the, no, name, no Name is fantastic. If, you, if you're if into punk rock or Gumbleed out of Beijing, they were part of the festival and Round Eye, lots of really cool bands. But, on, uh, you know, a, in Bangkok, in Thailand, we did, I did a variety of gigs. I did reggae, I showed this place called Goja, and I did a couple of places uh gigs at a uh, place called speaker box great live house and there was a punk rock show but one of the bands was a little bit more uh on the poppy side and a band came in from vietnam called uh jaigon orchestra and they do some ska they have horns and it's pop punk meets ska and they're out of vietnam and they've got a great uh song called boa cho i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly um, and maybe you want to hear that. That kind of gives a, a, a bit of that sort of flavor. Yeah, there. let's go for this. And this is Jaigon Orchestra featuring Juan Fi with Bois Chua. Yeah. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Let's have a listen.
Saigon Orchestra on Radio 3 and the song is Bun Chua. Right, this morning we're chatting with Brian Offenther, Shanghai-based musician, and uh, he's in Singapore at the moment. Brian, how are you doing? Thanks again for joining us. So uh, over the past, I don't even know where to start because normally we have an update sort of in the music scene every month, but in the past two months you've been up to a lot. You spoke to a gentleman, yeah. Sugar Blue. Tell us about, he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, so uh, I had this great opportunity. Uh, music This China kind of set it up. So Sugar Blue is a blues legend. He's been around for many, many decades. And he's most famous for playing the harmonica riff. I think the most famous harmonica riff of the last 50 years, which is on the song Miss You by the Rolling Stones. So he played on a couple different Rolling Stones albums, and he played with Stan Getz and Bob Dylan and all these guys. So I've got to do a sit-down interview with him at Raccoon Records, a really cool record shop in Shanghai. And we talked about his whole career, and we talked about his new album, which is called Colors. And in that album, he's got a song called Shanghai Sunsets, where he talks about Shanghai and how much he really loves it, because it's become a second home for him which is fantastic because Shanghai's got this great legacy of jazz and blues artists moving there to uh, make a living. That's right. Well, let's have a listen to Sugar Blue, uh, Shanghai Sunset. Blue sky over Shanghai China Sea Jamming in the old town Feels so good to me Bright lights in the city Sweet music fills the air I never knew in all the world I'd have the best time here Five thousand years of the light of yin and yang The brilliant flash of fireworks The sweet sound of shame And I know And I'll never want to go Sunset over Shanghai As the street lights wax and glow Swing, dancing as they go. Bright lights in the city, sweet music fills the air. I never knew in all the world I'd have the best time here. In the puddles, laughing as they play, and I know. 
Sugar Blue with Shanghai Sunset. What a beautiful track. Thanks, Brian, for choosing that for our listeners today. And what a great chance you got to speak to him. What, what was he like? Was he quite a, a chatty person? Super chatty, super fun. I got to do a cool project that I've done with different people where I play records and he doesn't know what I'm going to play, but I play them. And then I see if he knows what they are, and we use those as jumping off points to talk about different things. And uh, he was wonderful. He talked about his upbringing in Harlem, actually, uh, which is not a place you associate with the blues, but that's where he grew up, and, and that's where he picked up. But speaking of that, though, like the home of the blues in January, um, just talking to people in Chattanooga and Tennessee, I'm going to be doing... Uh, a tour where I'm going to kind of places that were at the roots of the blues in Tennessee and East Tennessee, North Carolina. And then I'm going to go to Louisiana for Mardi Gras. And I'm super, super psyched about that stuff. Wow. That's, I want to get, uh, I want to get to the roots. <laughs> that sounds really exciting. Now, I also know that you'll be uh, doing a gig uh, this evening in Singapore as well. And you mentioned there's a literary festival happening that's yeah. that's fantastic what kind of events what what sorts of events will, will you be heading to then in the in the festival oh well um so many stuff they have a whole week of events about my pet festival pass uh one, one that i'm really excited about is you know an artist that we've played before i think you even talked to her major one is going to be doing a talk about her music here oh yeah. awesome yeah major you're the one who brought her to the studio yeah yeah, so she's part of that. Also, a really interesting woman named Susan Rogers, who was an engineer for lots of classic recordings by Prince. And she's now does like, a, she writes books about how people understand music from a neurological perspective as well. I read her book, so I'm going to get her to sign some of my records. She also produced One Week by, um, oh my gosh. That Canadian bland. Oh, a bare naked na- ladies. Bare naked, bare naked ladies. She produced that track. Whoa. So I look forward to hearing her speak. There's a whole bunch of other uh, people there. So um, excited about that tonight. I'm DJing right underneath a toy museum. They have the Mint Toy Museum at a club called Vertigo 26, and I'm going to be spinning 1950s, early 1960s music some records and stuff. It's going to be funky. It's That's going to be good. fantastic. I'm always in awe. How do you go about selecting your music? I mean, because you don't really know what the crowd will be like. And I know your your music taste is really, uh, uh, you know, um, eccentric and you've got a big uh, uh, variety as well. How do you go about selecting the ones? Or do you have backups in case it doesn't sort of vibe with the crowd? Uh, how do you go about um, choosing it's, you know, how I like to think about it. Some, some DJs are very much, they cross their arms and like, this is what you're going to get. And then some DJs, I feel, can be very pandering and they're just trying to, to take the, the lowest handing fruit. I like to kind of think about it as a conversation. Like I present something and I kind of see the reaction and then I get some feedback and then I interact with that. And to know that, you just got to really know the grooves and the songs and how they affect people. And then... Try to prepare as much as you can. That's that's really all you can say with it. Excellent. Well, Brian, I know we've got one last song for our listeners. I think we'll be managed. We'll manage to p- play uh, "Lucky Roots Unity." What's the story behind this song? So the vocalist on the song is King Oxaman, and he used to live in Asia. He's originally from the islands, and we're going to be doing uh, like a week of gigs 
in in Spinville, uh, Spindale, North Carolina, East Tennessee, North Carolina, where we're going to be doing like a tribute to Asia, Asia punk and reggae. He's going to be doing vocals. I'm going to be DJing. And so I wanted to give him a shout out, King Oxman. This is with a Asia-based group called Lucky Roots, and the song is called Unity. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us once again, and I look forward to chatting with you again next time. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Noreen. Bye for now, and I'll be back tomorrow at the same time just after the 10 o'clock news. Have a great Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in.